0: And uh, we're glad to have John and Nancy and little Jacob with us. And they've they've flown down for the weekend. They'll be back in April, second week. And they'll be bringing the rest of the clan. And it's just going to be a really good time. I've told you before and I'll tell you again um, that, and I'll, I'll say this with John and Nancy present. God has given their children, their young, they have all boys, okay? From ages 21 down to Jacob. And the boys have a band, a worship team. They're worshipers. God has given them an incredible anointing. It is, their, their, their music ministry is New Sound, it is a new sound. And it's a now sound. Okay? And we're going to keep you posted because when they come back, we want you to come and be here. We'll be, we'll be doing this on a Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And so they came down this weekend. They'll be back with the rest of the clan. It's going to be a good uh, weekend then. It's been a good weekend so far. And uh, without saying anything else, we're going to turn this over to John. And um, John, come here. Y'all give him a big old South Georgia welcome. <laughs> Yes, love you, buddy. Thank you, sir. God bless
1: you. Me God bless you. Amen. Amen. Good morning, everybody. Good morning. How's everybody doing? Great. Thank you. It's great to see everybody, and some faces I've never seen here before either. But uh, we're gonna have an awesome day. Amen. Yeah. <laughs> I've got some things I want to share with you first before we get any further. But first, I want to just thank Keith and Janie for for having us and and flying my family down and. This is the first time um, we've flown with our little guy, and he did an awesome job, but it's been an awesome time here, Um, just listening to the voice of God and uh, directing our path for our family for the next season of our life. And everybody in this room, this year is going to be an amazing year, just to let you know. And there's going to be changes, and God's going to bring some changes into your life, some small and some big. Amen. And we're expecting those changes, too, in our family. And you can keep praying for us when we leave. And don't, you know, don't wait until we come back here on April 13th or earlier, but pray for our family when we leave, because we need to get a clear reign of word from God of what we're supposed to be doing, where we're supposed to be going, and where we're supposed to be spending the next several seasons of our life. Amen? Amen? That's a good thing. So we bless you, and we bless the Smith family and everyone else that poured into us, um, Ferrell and Natasha and Sat and Judy and and uh, Daylene and and everybody that's uh, taking care of us this weekend. It's been a real blessing. Amen. So thank you from my wife to you. Um, but just a couple announcements. Pastor Keith um, already said um, prior, but I just want to tell you again that if you don't have one of these books, these prophetic manuals that we wrote called Listen, Learn, Obey, you can go to our website. This is JohnNatali.net and take a look at it. It was co-authored by a amazing young man who we raised up in ministry and now is traveling in close to 20 nations by the time he's already 28 years old. And um, it's about hearing the voice of God and all about the prophetic, how it works in your life. And I encourage you to check him out as well. His name is Adam Levecki and uh, pray for him as well because he's actually in a couple weeks going to be going for 10 days to Estonia and bringing the word of God and the prophetic to Estonia and, and Finland as well. And that's that. Number two, Pastor Keith also talked to you about our sons and New Sound Worship. Um, for all, those of you that are on Facebook, um, go take a look at their profile. It's just, you know, facebook.com front slash New Sound Worship. And they have a, a website called Kickstart. And that is uh, it's a fundraiser for their first CD that's coming out, hopefully by the end of this month. And uh, the artwork was, I believe, finished this weekend. And um, everything will be done. All the technical stuff will be done, hopefully, in the next few weeks. And we'll be able to bring those CDs down here when we come in April. So that's number two. And that's an awesome blessing um, because God just provided. Let me tell you, God is a big God. And for everyone in here that has needs, he's a big God. And your need is never too big for God. And you have to have expectancy, not hope. Okay, because if you just hope for it, it's, you're just you might you, you know it might come or I think it might come, but when you have expectancy, you know it's coming. Amen. So God provided the ways to get that recorded and get the artwork done, and God just sewed in you know used people to sew into them, and, and that's just an awesome thing because there was some challenges and there was some discouragements along the way for them. They didn't think it was going to get it done, and you, there was a there was a possibility that we had to drive to Florida. Um, down there towards Tampa to a uh, a recording uh, studio that a friend of ours from the past had, and that would have been a lot of work. But God made it out that it was close in New Jersey, and uh, they got it done. It's pretty much done now, so that's number two. Number three, if you could put up that photo, God just just dropped in my spirit um, to finish something that I started almost eight years ago. And this is the book about my life and our family, and our ministry, and it'll be ready this month. And it's called Journey of Destiny. It's all about the time I heard the voice of God when I was eight, up until present time, and all the stuff that takes place in ministry and in your family, all the ups and downs, the good, the bad, and the ugly, and if he did it for me, he'll do it for you. But it's a a piece of work that will encourage you, that every one of you in this room that is pursuing God, it's a timeline. Your life is a timeline. Amen. You know, God can speak through anybody. He just doesn't speak through believers. He speaks through anybody. And if for those of you that are on Facebook, they change their profile, the timeline. That's prophetic. Because your life is a timeline. And God told us to write this book and and this journey of it's your timeline. It's from where you're going to Where are you going to end up and what you're going to go through and all the stuff that you're going to go through. And there's going to be stuff that you're going to go through, and it's, it's not going to be easy. And there's going to be stuff that you're going to go through that's going to be really easy. Amen? But it's a journey piece. And this book is to encourage people that your destiny is supposed to be encouraging and exciting. And you're going to get to where God wants you to be. And you're going to be who God called you to be. Amen? Because he's already been there. And he's already talked to you there. But you've got to be able to see that and hear that. Amen? Come on. Hallelujah. So we give him all the praise. We give you all the glory, Jesus. Hallelujah. I've got a word for you, for this church and for this house and for everyone in this house. And. um, Just to let you know. The rains that came and the winds that came and I shared this with the leaders yesterday is not just a sign and it's not just a wonder, it's a part of your destiny. Um, but it's also not just uh, nature and it's not just you needed rain because God more than, God already knows you needed rain before you existed. He already knew that, you know, a couple of weeks ago or a couple of months ago or yesterday, you were going to be praying for rain. He knew you, he saw you praying for rain before you were even alive. So he knew what you needed. But the thing is, it's also spiritual because those winds were winds of change. And those winds also dictated and forecasted what was coming because what it did it cleared out the area cleared out the atmosphere because you can see the calm today it's beautiful because when we were it was around 10:30 last night maybe a little later I was sitting on the couch and the rain was so hard that it sounded like it wanted to come through the ceiling and my my spirit was speaking it was something serious and at one point I I just heard the Lord say the ark's about to rest There's many people in here not sure where your ark's going to land. Spiritually, physically, emotionally, monetarily. You don't know where it's going to land, but the Lord wanted me to tell you that your ark's about the rest. And then I didn't tell this to my wife because I wanted to tell her today. Then she walked in the room and sat down and said, it feels like Noah's ark because with all this rain. And the Lord had already just spoken to me about that. And he's, that's, a sense of, that's a part of his personality. That's Jesus' personality. He's not a stuffy, Religious God. He's a, he's a funny, loving, goofy. He likes to goof around God that has a great personality. Because your laughter came from him. It didn't come from your daddy or mama. It came from him. And then they dropped it in, he dropped it in your mother. And he dropped it in their mother. It goes back, but it comes from his heart. Understand that? His personality is in your heart. It's, you couldn't create it on your own. It wasn't something just came out. It's all him. And that's the characteristic of the the king of glory. That's why I love him so much, because he's a real person. Hallelujah. Thank you, God. So let's just, why don't we just bow our heads and close our eyes just for a moment, and then we're just going to get into what God wants to give us today. Lord, we're so thankful, Jesus, for you and everything you have for us. We thank you for this place, Lord, and all the people here that are represented, and all the families, God. And Jesus, um, we just ask you to have your way today, God, and just open up our eyes and our ears to what you want to say and what you want to do and how you want to change our lives, God. We give you all the glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen? I can't stand here? You've got pigs on the platform? Is that good? Now I'm okay to walk around, right? But you can't have this in the middle. Okay. Amen. Hallelujah. I want you to turn in your Bibles with me to the book of Job chapter 42. Book of Job chapter 42. Now, for all of you that were here when we did our meetings in July. Give me a show of hands of those that weren't here in July. We're We're not here. So that's a good thing. Because now you've got new people that are here. Amen. Now I want to explain to you something. That in the prophetic, when, when the Lord releases something, and releases some words of truth and words of knowledge and directives, especially when he does it corporally, you better expect there's going to be some significant backlash from the enemy when it's released. Because the enemy doesn't want you to move forward on what was released. And the first thing he's going to do is stir up the pot and bring a disturbance of hearing again because then all of a sudden you're like, I don't really think that was from God or I don't really think that um, that pertains to now or maybe that wasn't for me right now. Or, but he just brings confusion to the camp. But he'll try to bring any type of discouragement that he can see possible b- to bring to get you off of the timeline And the the move of where God's sending you and where he's taking you and what he wants to do in your life. Does everybody understand that so far? Now, I got to give you this foundation first before we get in here. Now, I want to tell you something that when we left here. We experienced the hardest three months of our life. And I've been serving God for 35 years. I never experienced 90 days of intense warfare on my family and my life. It was to the point where at one point of the month, I was ready to throw in the towel. And I had prophesied over individuals that can't throw in the towel. (laughs) And you know who you are. And I was getting ready to throw in the towel. I'm telling you. And I had to, in the midst of that, I had to write this book. While we were in the midst of incredible testing. Now, I want to tell you something. I was getting thrown around all over by the enemy because he didn't like what took place and he didn't like what the season that was coming. Thank you, God. And it was so hard to write when you were in the midst of great suffering. But God said, you must write. And in the midst of that, Jesus is still there. And we didn't think we were going to be able to get through. We didn't know how we were going to get through. And the Lord spoke and he said, the testing that you're going through. Now, tell you something now. Everybody in here, listen, very carefully, very carefully. There's times when testing comes upon you. And we automatically assume it's the enemy. He'll test you. God will test you in areas of your life and you'll think it's the enemy. And then you start rebuking the enemy. And nothing's going away and you're wondering, is there something wrong with me? And you start looking under every rock in your life and examining your life. And you spend all day trying to figure out what am I doing wrong? And you're and you're pushing back something that God brought. And the Lord spoke to me one day and he said, John, what I've brought is for me. And this is your test and your family's test and you must get through. And he shut down everything. Everything. The ministry went absolutely dry. Everything got shut down, and we had to trust. And you know something? In the midst of that incredible testing, I can remember talking to my wife and telling her, "It's, I can't go on. We can't go on. This is what in the world, Lord? What do we do? What did we do to deserve this?" And he goes, "You didn't do anything. It's a part of your destiny. I have to do this in order to get you to the next place, because when." You've been faithful with little, you'll be given much. Amen. That's what the word of God says and the word of God says when you've been faithful with much, much is required. So your testing goes higher. So if you want to see great provision come in your life, you're going to have to go through great testing. And if you want to see great blessing, you're going to have to go through great testing. If you want to see the glory, you're going to go through great fire. See, many people want to go around that and just experience the greatness of God and the blessing of God and never experience the testing of God. Now, come on now. Let's go in the Word of God in Job chapter 42. Verse 1. says, Then Job answered the Lord and said, I know that you can do everything and that no thought can be withheld from you. Who is he that hides counsel without knowledge? Therefore, have I uttered that I understood not. Oh, well, that's awesome. Things too wonderful for me, which I knew not. Here I beseech you, and I will speak, and I will demand of you, and declare to me. Declare you to me. Have I heard of you by the hearing of the ear? But now my eye sees you. Wherefore I bore you, myself, and repent in dust and ashes. And it was so that after the Lord had spoken these words to Job, the Lord said to Eliphaz, at the Tenemite, right there. I want you to stop right there. Because then we get into the red letters. just want to hold off right there. Just put on the brakes at that comma. We were crying out to God and asking for breakthrough. And, 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 and little bits and little things were coming in. A little bit at a time, but nothing really significant. And, and, and wondering what's happening and what's going on. And then the Lord spoke. And he spoke to us, spoke to my wife, spoke to me. And he said, I want you to bless those that persecute you. And I want you to pray for those that curse you. And I don't want you to just throw up a little flare prayer. I want you to pray for them. Because you see, there's many people in your life that you have no idea that are actually speaking negative words against you. Some of them don't even realize what they're saying. Some of them don't even realize what they're doing because they don't have eyes to see and ears to hear. So they're speaking stuff that's they think is godly, but it's not. And in this text here, now watch in verse the second part of verse 7, it says, Jesus says, my, my wrath is a kindled against you, it's the Father, and against your two friends. For you have not spoken of me the thing that is right as my servant Job has. Therefore take your... Take to you now seven bullocks and seven rams and go to my servant Job and offer up for yourselves a burnt offering and my servant Job shall pray for you. For him will I accept, lest I deal with you after your folly in that you have not spoken of me the thing which is right like my servant Job. Amen? And we're going to finish that real quick. You see something significant here. Now, we know the story about Job and, and it says that what I feared the most has come upon me. It says that Job was a righteous man. He was. He was a righteous man. He loved God, and everyone else around him served God. He was the really the pivotal point of his region. He's the barometer. If he's having a bad day, everybody else is having a bad day. Because God, everyone knows that this man is close to God. And all of a sudden, it says that this amazing stuff comes on Job. Now I'll tell you something. It said that Job said, what I feared the most has come upon me, right? So even though there was no sickness or disease in Job's life, he saw something, didn't he? Because you can't have sickness or disease come upon you and say, what I feared the most has come upon me unless I've seen it. Come on. Because you can't fear something that you don't know of. If you've never heard of cancer before and never heard of the name, you wouldn't fear it. So he said, what I feared the most has come upon me. So a plague sickness came upon him because he saw it. Because there was people out there, out around his circle that had it. So he, all of a sudden, the door opened up and all of a sudden the enemy said, what did he do? The enemy went to the Lord and said, if you let me do this, he'll do this. Because now I have legal right." affect his life. And what does the Father say? I have to grant you permission, right? Now, I just want to throw this nugget on you. The enemy can't do anything to you unless you give him access. There's many people who believe that sickness and disease can, can just come upon you at any time. And that's not true. That's not false. That's not Bible. The Because you, you're covered by the blood of the Lamb. So if you're covered by the blood... The only way anything can come upon you that's not of God is when there's access. Because there's only one person that has access to you all the time. His name is Jesus. So all of a sudden, the sickness comes upon him, and what happens? Now watch. Now this is just the foundation now. All this stuff comes upon him, and all of a sudden now, the three most important people in Job's life, these three men, and who? His wife? Now, these people know God. Remember now, I want you to get a a visual now, spiritual visual of the three men and his wife, how close these people are. All of us, a sudden, start speaking stuff in Job's life that's not encouraging him, but discouraging him. Now, this is what I got in the, in the, the, the fall months. This is what the Lord spoke to us right in the season of testing. The three people that he relied on the most, these are the three most most—the people that are in his inner circle, besides his wife, who is the closest thing to him. Come on. And all of a sudden, when he needs them the most, what are they doing? They're telling him, curse God and die. Come on. And his wife tells him to curse God and die why because they saw blessing and favor and protection starting to fall away and they got now got caught up in the natural realm because job's blessing is their blessing not just for him but whatever however job is feeling and what's happening in his life influences the entire place so now all of a sudden They are seeing that you know what, there's no hope, and we're all suffering, so you might as well just suffer and die so we can get on with our life. Because as you suffer and linger, we're all just lingering too. So they tell him, just curse God and die. Now let me ask you this question what happens if he did? If Job said to God and cursed him, he would have lost his life. Can you imagine? I For those of you that are husbands and wives in here, try to put yourself in that scenario of that you were in a serious situation. It doesn't mean sickness, but a serious situation. You don't know what, were, what direction to turn. And all of a sudden, your spouse said, why don't you just give up on God and just try it your way? That's what basically they were doing. They just, wasn't, well, they just weren't using today's English. That's what they were saying. Give up on him because it ain't working. It's not working. Your prayers aren't working, Job. Something is happening, and he's not healing you, and we're all suffering, so let's try another route and see if that works. And the ultimate route was death. But he doesn't give up. Do you want to know why? Because he knows who he is. He knows the ramifications of his decision-making. He knows the fear of God, the reverence of God. Fear is the beginning of wisdom, right? Right? And he knows that if he gives up and his influence, he'll influence others. And if he gives up, everyone else is going to throw in a towel. And he chooses, I'm not going to give up. I don't care how bad this gets. I'm not going to give up. And we were in that scenario at the end of in August, September, and October. To the point where we weren't afflicted with sickness or disease, but we were so spiritually, the the the, the testing and the weight was on us. It was like... There, you don't know what to do, but you don't even know where to run to. Because you're, you're out, you know, you're seeking God and you're going in the word and you're, you're examining your heart and you're not finding, you know, like, Lord, I don't, It's not seeing anything, God. I'm not, I'm not seeing any sin, God. There's nothing here. So what's the deal? You got to wait. You got to trust me. 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 And that's what God told the enemy. He says, you can touch him, but you can't take his life. And in those three months. The enemy wanted to take spiritual life because he couldn't take you physically. So he wanted to take you spiritually and shut down your voice and strip your joy and strip your belief system and your hope that there's destiny on your life. He says, pray for your friends. Pray for your friends. Now i tell you something. There are people that throughout the years have supported us. And then all of a sudden during these three months, Nancy, no, if I don't say it right, you help me, because I need my wife. And she will. I'll make sure I say it right. There was particular people that were supporting us on a monthly basis, and all of a sudden they saw the testing that we were going through, and they stopped supporting us, because they they, they were convinced that there must be something wrong in your life. It's your fault that you're dealing with this nonsense. And then I spoke to him and I said, listen, I need to share something with you. The king of glory just told me that this is from him. This testing is from him. Because I stand clean with me and my wife and we'll stand before people of God. We're clean. But he will test you. And they tried and they spoke negative words people speak negative words and you know what the enemy's trying to do he's making you want to believe that they're they're true believe them believe what they're saying because it must it adds up but it really doesn't add up because I'm going to tell you something everyone in this room God wants to speak to you first before he speaks to somebody else about you Regarding me and my wife and my family, if God didn't speak to me directly about something about me and my family, I won't receive anything from anybody else. He's not going to speak to the neighbor about the part of destiny about my life or me me and my wife personally. Because that's not a father then. Does that make sense? I don't think any moms and dads in here, if I just walk into your home, if you never knew me, you'd allow me to just speak in your children's life. I got a word for your children. Who are you? No. And we didn't receive it. I didn't receive that word. You know what happens? They back off. People back off because, they, because you, you're holding on to what you believe. I want to tell you something. Don't you let go of what you believe. When God has spoken inside your heart, don't you, don't you allow the enemy to speak and all of a sudden change the, the course of your life. Because it isn't working the way it was supposed to be working, because you're going to go through stuff you never experienced before. And even when God drops amazing stuff on you and things are going well, you better believe that it's going to happen again, because it's a part of your life. The hills and the valleys are a part of your life. Come on. They're never going to end. And as long and, and, as, and when you get stronger in God and deeper in God, those testings are going to get stronger and deeper. So what happens in the midst of this and people are pulling out and they're they're not pouring in and sewing like they used to sew. And God says, I want you to be completely dependent on me because they're not hearing right. But they're feeding you junk. Because I tell you, if you listen to junk. It can get you right off the course. And then it also makes you feel there's this guilt that comes upon you. And then you start not praising God, but you start looking at yourself and and you start looking at trying to find stuff that's inside of you that there's nothing there. You understand? So the Lord told us to pray. Pray for those that bless you and pray for those that persecute you. Persecution doesn't mean people are slamming you. Persecution can be people are giving you wrong information because it's not building the kingdom of God. It's not pushing you to your destiny. Does that make sense? It doesn't mean that. Um, it doesn't mean that people are, you know, digging deep and, and and you know putting a knife in your back, but they are they're misleading you in ways that you could make wrong decisions. This is what happened with these three friends and his wife. They got caught up in their own stuff and they started speaking in his stuff. And speaking to him. And then what happens? He holds on. And at the end. What happens? But there's a key. What does the Lord say here? My wrath is kindled against you. Now he's speaking to the friends. And against your two friends. For you have not spoken of me. The thing that is right. As my servant. Job has. Therefore take to you. Now seven bullocks and seven rams, and go to my servant Job and offer up for yourselves a burnt offering, and my servant Job shall pray for you, and for him will I accept, lest I deal with you after your folly, and that you have not spoken of me the thing which is right, like my servant Job has. I want you to read that again, Lest I deal with you after your folly, in that you have not spoken of me the thing which is right like my servant Job has. And they did what they God told them to do in verse 9. And it says, the Lord commanded them, and the Lord also accepted Job. Now watch. Then, Job, then the Lord goes to Job and says, I want you to pray for your friends. Why does the Lord say, I want you to pray for your friends? Why does Job have to pray for his friends when his... Why does he have to pray for his friends before? Look at the last verse in 42. Look at that. Chapter 10 and 9 says, He gave him twice as much as he had before after he prayed. Amen? When he prayed for his friends, also the Lord gave him twice as much as he had done before. After he prayed. It's not Job's responsibility for his friends. God already dealt with them, didn't he? But he wanted Job to pray for them to, so they can hear the way he heard. He wanted him to have a compassion for them and not just pray, Oh Lord, just open their ears. But pray for them. Why? Because they almost lost their life. They could have lost their lives. Because Job's, Job's the t- decision that he made in his life affected theirs. But also, if they don't hold on as well, their life isn't going to get to where God wants them to be as well. So there's an entire ring here. And it keeps going around and around and around. Job, I want you to have compassion for your friends. Because they know what's right. I mean, these people knew. These people knew what, what the direction they were going in. But when something came up that really stirred the pot, they broke down and, bro- and got into the natural more than in the spirit realm. And they started putting their trust in what they could do, and this is everything that we got in several months ago. And he said, "Pray for them." So we started praying for them, and for the people that were speaking the negative words over our life, and th- that were misleading us, and 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 not, not being who they were. Just several months ago, all of a sudden, something changed just like that. We couldn't believe the the words that were coming forth from people's lives, that. Weren't common, they weren't, they weren't the common ground. Where did these cuffs come from? And Lord said, pray, pray for them, pray for them. And then we started praying for them. And as soon as November 1st came, right? November 1st. August, September, October, November 1st, things started turning around. He says, but don't you stop praying for them. Don't, don't, it's not a flare prayer. Don't you stop praying for them. You keep praying for them, and you keep praying for them, and you keep praying for them. Why? Because now they need their turnaround. And we've got friends in our life and people that we believe in and and, and love and want to see that are still dealing with, they're all over the place because they're not listening to the voice of God. They're listening to the voice of men. And this is the exact same thing, the same exact scenario that took place in chapter 42. If he listened to the voice of men, he would have perished. Could you imagine that? I would just want you to just just imagine kids in here. Teenagers, just imagine if your parent and father ever came up to you and said, I'm done. I'm throwing in the towel. I'm finished. I'm out of here. You would give up hope just like that on everything you felt God's called you to be. You would. I don't care how strong you are. Come on. If your pastor came in front of you and said, "We're done. We're throwing a towel. This place is closing up today. This is the last service. We're out of here," you'd be like, "What in the world? Where do we go now?" That's what these three men said. What are we got to do? What are we going to do now? This is this is the man that we're holding on to. This is the man that's got the fire. This is the man that's hearing the voice of God. And you know what? God wants to speak to the three, just like He speaks to Job. Every one of you in this room can hear the voice of God clearly. So he can direct you to where you're supposed to be. So he can bless you. Now watch. Job's blessing was twice as much, right? But it wasn't just for him. It was for everyone around him. Because when Job's blessed, they're blessed. And when they're blessed, Job's blessed. And I'll tell you something. If Job, if his, if his wife and his three, and his three friends... Never gave up hope and kept telling him, Job, just hold on, hold on, hold on. It doesn't matter what we're going through, you just hold on. I guarantee you that tenure wouldn't have lasted as long as it lasted. Come on. It lasted because of doubt, disbelief, lack of trust. Come on. Fear, worry, confusion. These are all characteristics of the enemy. You know, the, he's the father of lies, right? But he carries those as well. I just want to tell you that. I want to tell you that the enemy carries fear. He is very fearful. Very fearful. He's, you know why he's fearful? Because he knows what's coming. Oh, I just felt that. He knows what's coming to him. Come on. You don't, know, you don't know the day of the hour that you're going to see the king of glory, and he doesn't know the day of the hour that he's going to get what he gets, what he deserves. But he knows what's coming, and he's afraid, and he wants to do everything that he can do. That's why all the stuff that we deal with come from him, what's in him. That's why the, the fruits of the Spirit come from him, and all the junk that we deal with come from him. And it's all about destiny. This is all about destiny, folks. Everything that we go through in life is all about destiny. And I was telling this last night. I said, life goes by too quick. It goes by too quick. You know what? It was just September. It was just October when we were dealing with this stuff. And look what? It's already March. It goes by so quick. And then what happens when you don't give up? You look back at it and you say, God did get me through. Wow, he got me through even in my weakness. Even in, I, I, I didn't think I had the strength to get through. How was I able to write to get through? How was I able to write in, when I was in, in the midst of complete, it was like, God, I don't know how much more I can take, but he gets you through. Because he loves you so much. And as long as you don't give up on the name of God and, just, and, and give up on the name of Jesus, you're going to get to where God wants you to be. Come on. Come on. Sometimes you gotta take faith steps. Sometimes you gotta test the waters. And there's lots of times you gotta hold on. You gotta hold on, like I said before, not give up. Because you know what? God's not gonna give up on you. And He didn't give up on Job. And it says He blessed him twice as much. And you just keep speaking that over your life, and you keep declaring it over your life, and you gotta speak the promises of God over your life. And that's why we wrote this book, Listen, Learn, Obey. And for those of you that don't have a book or, you know, go to the website, which is voicesinthewilderness.us, and you can watch the sessions. And we, we run our prophetic school as well on our website, and it's all free. Just watch them, it's awesome. And just hold on, because why? Because there's so much more to your life than where you're at. God wants to give you so much more. You're supposed to be thriving and not surviving. There's time when you're going to go through a season of testing. could be financially. We went through a season of testing financially. It wasn't from the enemy. It was from God. Did we suffer and die? No. Did we lack any food? No. Did we lose any clothes off our back? No. God, but God got us through. Amen? And he would never beg for bread. In the last chapter of the book I wrote called Journey of Destiny, the, the very last chapter, it's called Supernatural Encouragement. And it's about amazing provision that God provided in our life throughout the years, particularly in the in, in the area of vehicles. God knows what you need, but there's a there's a there's a place in your life when you're hoping that God will take care of it, and then expecting. And then there's a time when it's like God, it's like Lord, how much longer? He knows when He's supposed to bring it, but you also has to get completely get rid of the that spirit of Poverty. Understand? God wants to bless you and he wants to give you what you need and there's times when you've got to put a demand on it. Now we don't need to remind God what we need. Because if you keep reminding him every day it's like you're trying to convince yourself that he's not forgetting. Come on. You don't have to remind him. He knows. But when you believe and you believe and you believe And you trust and you have this faith level. I don't know if I'm, I might not have it today, honey, but we just might get it tonight. And if it doesn't come tonight, it's going to come tomorrow, but it's coming. Come on. And you see, that's what Job was holding on to. You see, the blessing that Job, that the Lord gave him, he knew it was from God. The enemy didn't take it away. Because the Lord's in control of this man's life. The Word of God says, The Lord thy God I giveth and I taketh, right? And the Lord restores. So if He restores, come on. I'm giving you twice as much, Job. Why? Because I love you. I'm not giving you back the same. I want to give you back more. Because when you don't give up on me, come on. You are a son who I love so much. People, I want to encourage you. That no matter where you are in life, no matter where you are in your jobs, in your homes, in your walk with your children, it doesn't matter, there is so much more that God wants to give you and it's going to. And this year, the Lord spoke to me so much. You can read the the words that I've released for 2012. This is going to be an amazing year. Amazing. It's going to be a really, really, really good year. There's going to be seasons that, there's going to be pockets when we go through some stuff and we have, yes, but you are going to look back and it's going to be one of the best years of your life. But you've got to hold on to it. But you also have to see it. And it's very, very critical that you are aligned properly because you can't be alone. Not this season. This season, you must be joined at the hip with fellow believers that will push you and help you, and cry with you, and laugh with you, this season. It's not coming from me. It's coming from Him. Because it's going to be it's 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 a it's a critical year as well. But if you get on top of the wave, you're going to experience amazing times of God. It's 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 a year that the Lord has spoke. It's not supposed to be a year filled with depression or discouragement or any type of stuff that. It keeps bringing you down where you find yourself fighting and fighting and trying to get your feet out of the mud. It's a season where you're just walking through the flowers, just walking clear. This is this year because you went through this last year. You understand? And the biblical model, though, I want to tell you, when you go through a season of testing, the next season is supposed to be a season of rest. You don't go from testing to testing to testing to testing. You go from a season of... There's a lot of times we stay in that season of testing because we choose to. But you're supposed to go in from a season of testing to a season of resting. And in that resting, there's healing, restoration, and blessing. So you're prepared for the next season. How is a child prepared to go into another season if there's testing involved, if you haven't rested? Come on. Jesus rested. He needed rest. But the word of God that stands out in my life, that's so clear is, you know that Jesus really didn't need his disciples with him to rest or pray? He, come on. He didn't. He spent eternity without him. Before he, they even created him. But what does he say when they couldn't, stay awake you couldn't stay awake with me just for a little bit i want you near me why cuz i love you and i want it's a it's a time of comfort for each other and this season god wants people together to not just bring comfort but to experience one of the greatest rides of your life this season corporally and individually but the enemy wanted to split that up and scatter but the Lord's restoring and bringing it back together so the heartbeat is one. Come on. And not a skipped beat. And that was what I heard in the Spirit. I heard the the, the heartbeat, it was skipping. It was irregular. And the Lord said, I'm going to touch it and put my hand on it and restore the beat so it sounds like one. This is a great season for this house. It's a great season. And it's going to, from this moment forward, it's going to be very smooth. Very smooth. And it's just, it's, you're going to see the sand. And I saw, while we were worshiping, I saw the beach, a beach. And I saw the sand, and it was just groomed. And there was no footprints on it. And it was just smooth as glass. And the Lord said, I'm smoothing out all the ripples. And I'm clearing the path. And the slate is clean. And just be encouraged. And for every one of you in here, be encouraged. You go after God more than you've ever gone after him before. And you speak life over your situation. And you speak life over your families. And you speak life over your life. And you declare that my God is good. He'll never leave me, never forsake me. And he's got great plans for me, plans to prosper me, not to harm me, to give me a future and a hope. His plans are to bless you. And he's going to. More ways than you could possibly imagine in this season. And you're going to see the abundance of God come upon you. And you're going to wonder, how, why? What did I do, God? And he's like, you didn't do anything. Come on. It's the favor of God. And you haven't done anything to deserve it. You just didn't give up on Him. That's the loving God we serve. But hearing His voice, being sensitive to when He speaks, and sensitive to your situation. Because you know how easy it is to get offended? We could get so easily offended. And most of the time, people, when they're speaking, they don't even realize what they're speaking. They're speaking out of their own offense. Come on. And then you grab a hold of it, and then it just starts pulling you down a road that you didn't want to go down. But you just hold on to the hand of Jesus, and you'll be going down the path where God wants you to go. And I believe that this season right now, this moment that we're in right now is a Kairos moment of time. And all of a sudden, a kinsman redeemer that puts you right back where you're supposed to be. And when you get there, you are exactly where you're supposed to be at that time in your life and you didn't lose anything, and you didn't miss anything. You're right where you're supposed to be, and he's not a God that says, oh, you know what, we wasted some time, or you wasted some time, and I can't bring back, because you lost. No, 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 no. It's right where you're supposed to be. Now let's not look back anymore. Let's look forward. And that's what these books are all about, is looking forward. Come on. Come on. Don't look back. Because when you can look back, you can look at regret, and I'll be done in a minute, and I'm going to pray for you. You could look back and all you do is remember regret, bad situations, bad decision making, hard times, and then the enemy tries to put fear in you and say they're coming again. And you might and that decision you made wasn't really the best decision. Then all of a sudden you start reneging on the decisions you made. Come on. It's gonna be a great season. If I had my phone on me and I had a signal, I don't have no signal down here with ATT, I don't know why. <laughs> but if I had my if I had a signal I could read you some of the words that I released for 2012 over the body and let me tell you something now I wasn't always like this the words that I release to the body it wasn't always about destiny 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 then all of a sudden God changed it and it's just speaking life and because I love to see people engage their destiny. That's my passion. I love it. I, I love seeing the body of Christ get to where they're supposed to be. I love to see integrity and character and blessing. And I have such a passion for the younger generation to be who they're, who's God called them to be. Because wa- there's not enough time and we waste, and there's too, there's, we waste too much time. There's, we just waste too much time and there's so much more. But it's all up to us. And we got to speak positive. If we're not blessing, we're cursing. And you know what? I don't want to be on the ramification end. I don't want to be on that end of dealing with God. Because you know what? Those three men that loved God and loved Job, they had to deal with God's wrath. And that's not a pretty sight. And he still loves them. And as soon as Job prayed for them and he did what they had to do, game over. It's over and now let's move forward. Let's move forward and experience the goodness of God. And you know what? And I'm done. Job got the double portion and everybody else did. And they all learned. Dear Lord, we should have just listened to you. And where in the world did these thoughts come from? That Can you imagine what they must, come on. Thank you, God. I've, I've got goosebumps all over my back. Can you imagine when these three men went up to Job and said, you know what? I don't even have a clue. What in the world? Where did this come from? What in the world did we just tell you? And I could hear Job saying, you know what? I don't know either, but you know what? It's all, It's over and we all went through some stuff but now let's go get the prize cuz it's right in front of us and let's just eat the fruit of our labor won't you stand to your feet lord we're so thankful god for this day we're so thankful lord for rain for these people god They prayed, Lord, and you delivered. And you watered their ground, God. So we ask you, God, to even keep watering it as as they need it, God. And just remind them, Lord, of who's in control of the atmosphere and who's in control of the weather, God. they will get it when they need it, and you see fit, God. So we just bless you for everything you're doing for them. Lord, for every bill paid, every debt canceled in Jesus' name, for great provision over everyone in this house. And for, bo- for every individual that needs a touch in their body, Lord, we just speak it forth right now, God, for a touch, Lord, from heaven. From your hand, would we'll just come down, Lord, and just reach down into their very being and touch everything that Lord needs to be touched. With every head bowed and every eye closed, Lord, want me to just tell you this. In a season of testing, I was still there. In a season of testing, there was great despair. He's a poet today. In a season of testing, I'm bringing great repair. I'm here today. I hear the voice of Jesus saying, I'm here today. To give you your future. I'm here today to restore all things. I'm here today to touch your heart. I'm here today to release the burdens. I'm here today to take the weight off your shoulders. I'm here today to break the chains off of your feet. I'm here today to take the shackles that are on your wrists and break them off. I'm here today to tell you that the way is clear. Thank you, God. I saw in the spirit realm, people bringing their things to the Lord and dropping them at his feet. Of course, of course, there was going to be there were going to be challenges and tests along the way. Of course there was going to be trial, there was going to be tribulation. Of course there was going to be temptation. Of course there were going to be things that were going to be distracting. But the Lord knew, and the Lord saw, and the Lord said, I'm there, I'm there, I'm there, I'm there, I'm there, I'm there, and I have the last say. Don't give up, 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 don't give up. Don't give up, don't give up, don't give up. Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Let's just wait on the Lord for a moment or two. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, I ask you right now, God, that you would release the bomb of Gilead and pour into the hearts of men and women, God, and children, Jesus. You'd flow like honey right now, God. More, 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 God. Yes, God. I saw the Spirit. I saw new jackets being put on people. And things that didn't fit anymore were going to fit. The Lord, I heard the Lord say that I'm your tailor. And I'm going to bring you a new jacket. Brand new clothes in the likes of Zechariah and Joshua. When Zechariah sees Joshua being accused by the enemy. But all it was was accusation wasn't true. And the angel of the Lord. Says to the enemy, the Lord rebuke you. Put clean clothes on this man. And a new turban on his head and I heard in the spirit. Clean clothes are being put on your back right now. Clean clothes. And new turbans on your head represent authority. Clean clothes. I'm taking the old grave clothes off, everything that's dirty in the past, and we're going to get rid of them. And we're going to put them on the altar and we're going to burn them up. And that's why the burnt offering in the Old Testament was that everything was gone. There was no, thank you, God. There was no remembrance. There was no residualness. There was nothing left behind. And then after the bones were in ashes, the wind came and swept away the ashes. So on the altar was nothing left, there was nothing left to look back or even grab a hold of. Because if there's something left, you can look back and grab it and remind yourself of the past. And the Lord is saying the past is the past. And today is today, and the future is within you, and you can grab hold of it today, and everything is brand new and clean. That's the word of the Lord for your house today. It's clean. It's clean. And the, 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 the sand on the seashore is smooth. It has never been walked on. It's never been walked on. And the Lord said, I've made everything clean. I've, I've, oh, thank you, God. I've taken care of it. I hear the Lord saying, I've taken care of it. Behold, all things are new. Amen.